Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for the restoration that you bring to us, Lord. We thank you that you make us whole and you give us peace, Lord. We thank you for the joy that you impart to us, Lord. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord. We thank you for the, your blessings that you're pouring out on them and their loved ones, Lord, that you put a hedge of protection all around them, Lord, so that the enemy cannot touch them. God, we thank you for this opportunity to come together in fellowship and your word, Lord, to discover what you have for us, Lord. We invite your Holy Spirit to show us things to come, Lord, to guide us into all truth, Lord. We thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' Mm. mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us as we continue to discuss the word. And in this case, it's our continued study in the book of Acts. We are in chapter 7 still, and we will be rereading verses 37 through 50. But uh, before we get into the word, I would just like to thank everyone that has chosen to partner with, I'll say us, this ministry, in helping build the Lord's house and ensuring that the gospel goes forth to the four corners of the earth mm-hmm. uh, by all the ways that you have partnered with us, by through prayer, sewing financially, of course, and then by liking, subscribing, and sharing these episodes with others and on these platforms mm-hmm. so that way everyone everyone else can also have the opportunity to learn and grow in knowledge and relationship with our lord and savior and just be blessed mm-hmm. so thank you because uh, you're you are definitely a blessing to us and we trust the lord that you are blessed by the word also so that being said can i get a volunteer to read from Acts chapter 7, verses 37 through 50. I will. All right, LaCharles. This is that Moses who said to the children of Israel, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear. This is he who is in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai. And with our fathers, the one who received the living oracles to give to us whom our fathers would not obey, but rejected. And in their hearts, they turned back to Egypt, saying to Aaron, make us gods to go before us. As for this Moses who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days, offered sacrifices to the idol and rejoiced in the works of their hand, own hands. Then God turned and gave them up to worship the host of, the he- of heaven, as is written in the book of the prophets. Did you offer me slaughtered animals and sacrifices during 40 years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? You also took up the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of your god, Rephon, images which you made to worship, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. Our fathers had a tabernacle of witness in the wilderness, as he appointed, instructing Moses to make it according to the power that he patterned that he had seen. 
which our fathers, having received it in turn, also brought with Joshua into the land possessed by the Gentiles, whom God drove out before the face of our fathers into the days of David, who found favor before God and asked to find a dwelling for the God of Jacob. But Solomon built him a house. However, the Most High does not dwell in temple, temples made with hands, as the prophet says. Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Has my hand not made all these things? Hmm. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, this time we're going to open up the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you. And, of course, to ask any questions you might have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. I have a few things that I would like to share. The first one being um, how the Lord reminded me how quickly we like to forget him and go, well, you're not moving on my schedule, so you must not be moving at all, or you're not doing what I want, so we don't want him in our lives. And it made me laugh when the children of Israel were like, as for this Moses, we don't know what happened to him. Well, you do. He he was called up to Mount Sinai and you could have joined him, but you said no. You said, Moses, you go, lest we be sh- struck down. And how quickly they, they cast off restraint when they felt like, okay, he's far enough. Let's, hey, Aaron, get over here and make this calf for us. And how we do that in our own lives, even in small things, sometimes it's not as easily noticeable like you're not casting a gold calf but if you cast him off for anything say a movie or a book or a person it's it's the same thing and what god truly desires from us is not the animal sacrifice but he wants us he wants our heart and he wants our life to be god like he truly is for us to put him in that place and allow him to do what he wants to do with us without fighting and resisting him and the second thing that i wanted to share was um Something that I had been talking with you about, Mommy, I have listened to a few of your other teachings that you've given to others um, about value and worth and something the Lord reminded me of when I saw this passage was um, the earth was the heaven was his throne and the earth was his footstool and he wouldn't dwell in a temple made of hands. But where does he dwell? He dwells inside of us because he placed the value and our worth to him was he found it a an acceptable place for a dwelling. We were made by his hands, so that means we fit the the um, qualifications, if you will, and how people get confused and think that God doesn't care about them. He did because he was he found humans the only one worthy enough to be made in his image and his likeness in the beginning. Hence he didn't make a monkey. He's he doesn't look like a monkey. We look like him. And so our value and our word to him is unmatched and the only currency that could have paid and purchased us back was the blood of jesus and he unconditionally shed that for me for you and everybody that would accept it but we have to accept it mm-hmm. amen to that god has placed great value on us on his creation the the ones he made in his image and his likeness he's a good god He's a good God. Dean, do you have something you wanted to say? I want to ask Layla a question. Layla, um, you said the Lord showed you how um, we can so quickly turn away from him or turn towards other things would be another way of saying that. Is that, is that accurate? Yes. Why is that? Why, why does our human nature, if we want to say that, why does it do that? 
Well, interestingly, in the in the beginning, when we were made in God's image and in his likeness, he put his DNA on us and we our desire our spirit man is to do his will but after adam and eve fell in the garden to temptation and sin now um the sin nature comes in and kind of like weaves itself together with the dna god put in there in the beginning so as you go through the course of redemption the tears that came up in god's garden have to be pulled out and if we're not watching for the adversary who was looking for any opportunity to steal, kill, and destroy, no matter how small it is, he's going to take it. And if we're not watching, he can get in there and he could take everything else. One weed can overtake a garden. I, we used to do gardening and dad would tell us to go outside and pull the weeds. And I'm like, no, dad, it's just one weed. But it, it took over the patio, started growing in the cracks at the, in the fence, and then it turned into this giant monster behind the fence that we had to go and cut down, and it would have been stopped if we had gotten it when it was small, and we had watched and paid attention. So it's not just a one done, set it, I'm saved, uh, skip off into the sunset. You have to watch, and there's diligent effort into cultivating the proper fruit that, that remains, that God desires. So is it possible that when someone... Um makes a decision to start living their life for Christ. They, they, they hear the gospel message. They surrender themselves to the Lord. Um, but say they're 30, 40, 50 years old when they do that. Is it possible that all they have in their garden is weeds to begin with? And they don't even notice them as weeds. They just notice them as the garden they have. Yes and no. Your spirit man knows the difference. He know that your spirit man knows God, knows his voice and wants to follow him the natural eyes and the soul that needs to be refined is the issue but your spirit man already knows it knows the distinction which is why children when they're babies they know when someone is holding them and it's not the right person as in like you know demonic possession and they cringe and try to get away from it they don't know that it's sin like to put that word to it but their spirit man recognizes it everybody's does how quickly you identify it is another question and that comes with development and practice and spending time with the holy spirit yeah i mean we could we could get deeper i was trying to i was trying to go somewhere but it would probably take us a long time to go there i just was just trying to remind the listeners that if you're, if you're in a place where you um uh, what paul talks about in romans doing the things that we don't want to do Mm -hmm. um, there, there are patterns in your life that you may be living by that you don't realize. And uh, so spending time alone with God and shutting down all the things of the world and trying to find ways so that you're not actually sitting in your garden of weeds when you're trying to receive the word, right? You may have to change the place that you do it. You may have to develop disciplines that require you to have regularly scheduled time. Like for me, um, reading the word daily, I knew it was something I should have been doing for years but it wasn't until I made the commitment to get in the word every day um, and then holding to that discipline for over two years. Um, and, and I'm not trying to sound discouraging, like, you know, you may have to listen for two years. It may be two months for you, maybe two days. Who knows? For me, it was over two years. And then and that turned into instead of the discipline of an alarm set in my phone that I had to get into the word. It turned into a desire that I just couldn't see starting my day without getting into the word. And then from there, I was able to start seeing some of the weeds. But for me, that took years even to get to the point to recognize it was weeds there. And I still am uprooting weeds in my life that have been growing for 50 and 60 years in my life that still have to be there. So I just um, want to encourage the listeners in that, that it's, it's a process. It's not just a, 
uh, although God does sometimes, you know, uh, some addicts are immediately uh, trans or, or, or relieved of their uh, addictions or whatever, it's, it's your journey and your process with the Lord and just uh, enjoy it and trust in him as you make that journey. Amen. And the, the, the conduit to that is your willingness, right? I mean, mm-hmm. as you became more willing, Dean, to cooperate with the Lord, then your eyes were more opened and aware of his presence and the things that he said are right and the things that he said are not as best. So as you go through the process with God, whatever he determines that that is for you and himself, keep saying yes to God and cooperate with him, cooperate with him, cooperate with him. And I cannot stress that enough. Um, Sometimes we think that it's okay to resist God for a little while, but then we'll come to him back to him later or we'll, will eventually get there. But God is not a, he's not a bully. He's not someone who helps himself to you in the way of making your decisions for you or um, forcing himself upon you. He's a gentleman and he knocks, he asks, he requests, he draws you and he calls into you. So as you walk with him, keep saying yes and keep letting him reveal to you the things that he desires, the things that are his best for you and his plans that he has for you and walk, walk that walk with him. However long or short, our God is not limited to time. He's eternal and he's good. So just keep going back to your statement, Layla, that, um, the reminder that the Lord was showing you how quickly we can turn. It's, I think that many people will say things in their own mind. I don't understand why I do this. Or I don't understand why people do that. I catch myself saying that. But that's a lie. The, the truth is the Holy Spirit will illuminate the things that you need to see. So ask him that. That's a great starting place for that. Don't accept the fact of how quickly you may be turning away to idols and things. But trust that God will show and reveal that to you so you can make that journey back from that. Because it does seem like people are turning away all the time, doesn't it? I catch myself doing it. The same by people. The first people means meeple. No, (laughs) me. (laughs) When that that kind of uh, haughtiness raises its head, it's always an indicator that you should be looking at your own reflection. You should be examining yourself because if we don't examine ourselves, and oftentimes we're found guilty of the same thing we are judging others of. So Christ came to you first. He'll deal with his other creations. He wants you to get it together. And by get it together, I don't mean you fix it on your own, but it means submit to him and maintain your fellowship with the Messiah. Um, Did anybody else have something they wanted to say? Promise? I did. Okay. Okay, so the Lord's talking to me about where side of verse 39 where it says whom our fathers would not obey but rejected and in their hearts they turned back to egypt saying to aaron make us gods to go before us as for this moses who brought us out of the land of egypt we do not know what has become of him and they made a calf in those days offering sacrifices to the idol and rejoiced in the work of their own hands okay so the first thing was the lord remind me of how Aaron didn't restrain the children of Israel and how he was the one who physically made the calf. <laughs> and so the Lord reminded me of how whenever I would see the children of Israel, I'd go, man, they're so sinister and whatever they did. Mm-hmm. 
And so the Lord showed me that when I, when I was looking at that, the Lord showed me that that's how it looked on the same side with me. Mm-hmm. And how no matter what level it is, it all looks the same to the Lord. Amen to that. And then, so the Lord reminded me of why that song was being rude. I go, man, that guy's so rude. And then, when I was being rude, I'd say, oh. And one of my siblings would say, that's rude. I'd say, well, no, it's not that rude. And I would try to defend myself. And justify it. Uh Uh-huh. Carry on. And so the Lord was showing me that when I was doing that, instead of receiving the country correction i was defending myself and so what he reminded me of some abraham lincoln how when he was a lawyer he had a case that killed he had a case with a man who killed both his mother and father but pled for mercy on the basis that he was an orphan and so the lord showed me that it's still on that same level and how even if it's a small sin that small sin could keep that person from entering to heaven. Hmm. And with that also, whenever you're doing what, when you pray, also be doing, doing what the Lord wants you to pray, acting it out. Okay. Clarify that last statement, please. So whenever, whenever you're praying for God, praying to God for something, what what He tells you to do, act it out, and also making sure your actions cooperate with your faith. Okay, so be obedient when you make a request of the Lord. Then obey the instruction that He gives you, and fulfilling that request, and then continue in actions and speech that is cooperating or corroborates supports your faith versus being opposite. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Amen to that. And so the Lord reminded me of, I would pray about something, and then I would say, well, I prayed about it and say that it would work for that one particular thing. And so the Lord showed me that you can't sprinkle Jesus dust over and say, because I prayed about it, then it's going to have to work. Oh. So you're not trying to make your will be done. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's a, a by attempting to use the Lord's name. That that is a defining factor. The Lord's prayer says specifically, "Your kingdom come, Father, and your yes. will be done on earth as it is in heaven." But oftentimes as believers, we want to have the power of God to fulfill our own will in the in the earth and that that's not what the Lord is talking about. Right? First yes. John tells us if we ask according to his will, he, we know that he hears us. Right? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. And it doesn't mean God doesn't give us grace and freedom in that. But even when he says, ask me what you will, he intends that his word and his will has already been firmly implanted in your heart. And you're not asking for things that are contrary to God because God does not co-sign on sin. Yes. He doesn't support yes. things that are contrary to him. He loves you, but the, the action he does not partake of. Okay. What else you got, my love? It then the Lord remind me of how Aaron Dan restrained the children of Israel and how mm-hmm. although it's not in a greater sense that we also have to restrain our flesh. 
and how Leo was talking about there's weeds in there and how if we don't restrain and let it grow up to something large, mm-hmm. then it's still not restrained. It's going to be a much harder battle once those tears have taken root. They've entangled themselves into other things that may have been planted by the Lord that are good. It's a much harder battle when the roots grow deep and the tree. Actually, I've seen weeds that look like a little sprig of grass become trees. Mm-hmm. And when they become trees, now it's a, a tougher matter. It's not harder for God, but it is harder for us. And now it's more effort to endure to uproot that thing than it is to just go pull out that little little thin sprig of, sprig of grass that barely has one little tendril of a root on it. Um, you said something. Aaron didn't restrain the children of Israel. There's an accountability on both sides. The children should have restrained themselves, and Aaron should have said something. And when, if, you, if you go back and read it, when Moses came and said, what are you doing? He said, they gave me their gold. They, they, they demanded that I do this. And then I put this gold in there and then a calf popped out. I just it just threw it in the fire. It just, <laughs> just came out on its own. I didn't have anything to do with it. So there was a, a not taking of responsibility that happened or an acknowledgement that he participated and he willingly participated in that sin because he didn't fight to the death. Right. So yes, he didn't, he didn't, as what we can see, there was no uh, resistance on his part. He said, this is what the people want. They're demanding it. I'll do it. So there's that part of it, like as a leader and as when the Lord asks you to do something, then your allegiance should be to him and him alone. Correct? Yes. Yes. Regardless of who's asking you or looking at you or um, pressuring you, your allegiance has to be to most high God. And then for the people themselves, they had to choose to remain loyal and they had to choose to remain faithful. But there's something really interesting in this scripture, verse 39, that you referenced. In their hearts, they turned back to Egypt. So they never took Egypt out of their heart. It was always something that they, they coveted, that they held as value. This is what my life was like before. I hold it in high esteem, even though they were slaves, even though they were having their children cut out of their wombs, even though they were brutalized and mistreated, they still thought that sin that sinful life that God delivered me from is better than the life that I have with God now. They kept a prize and a value. It was precious to them. So at any chance, they kept turning back to it. If you go back and read what they said, they often accused God of being a murderer, bringing them out there to kill them and being unfaithful to them and being a liar. When, when they said, when God sent the spies in, right? God through Moses sent yes. the spies in to go see if what he said was true Some of them came back with an evil report. Two came back with the correct report. God is true. He's faithful. And we're well well able to do what he said. But the other one said, we're not well able. We're grasshoppers. So they called God a liar in his perspective. And that was carried through. And it wasn't because just of um, their weakness and they're just people. It was because Egypt was still in their heart. Now, does God love them? Absolutely. He gave us, he gives us all a chance. He loves all of us, even though we are weak in our perspective towards him and he understands our limitations. However, that's not a legit limitation that you're holding on to a thought process that is counter to God. Does it happen? Yes. But as you continue to pursue God 
be on the lookout and aware of things that seem to exalt themselves in your mind and watch and see, am I exalting my God? As in Jehovah, Yahweh, the Lord Jesus Christ, or am I exalting the idea of something else? Because they all came through the baptism, right? They all came through the Red Sea. Every one of those people had the same opportunity with God, right? Now, they couldn't all be Moses, and they tried that. But the, the children of Israel came through the same, the same baptism of the Red Sea. But yet Joshua and Caleb of that older generation had a different report than what the other elders, what the other children of Israel had. Why? It was their choice. Sin nature has affected all humanity, and it's still our choice whether or not we will pursue God or whether we won't. Amen. Uh, there's more to say, so we're probably going to do another episode on this section, um, just as you were talking, but uh, I don't want to press for time mm-hmm. here. So uh, there is a lot in there. So I, I re- encourage you to, to re-listen to the episode and to, to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. You know, search out the scriptures, search out you know, those things, reread this section of scripture and allow the Holy Spirit to, to minister to you in, in your heart in order to make things right with him. Mm. All right. So can I, with that being said, we're going to pause there and can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Well, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for providing everything that I need, Lord. And just making your word abundantly clear to us, Lord, so that we can finish and complete it thoroughly, Lord. Mm-hmm. Lord, I also just thank you for just helping us to do your will, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.